Hello, my name is Alex Stoltz and welcome to Film Disruptors, where we bring you the new business and art of storytelling. And today's episode is about a disruptor in the truest sense. Stefan Patino was a dot-com sensation back in the 90s. In fact, he was the architect of one of the very first social media platforms, The Globe, which he took public at the age of 24 uh, and he's now bringing that tech mentality that social media mentality to the film financing space with slated.com it's a very powerful platform to connect investors and storytellers and Stefan talks about his career he talks about why and how slated are disrupting the film financing space and importantly, how it can benefit your projects. If you want to find out more, check out the home of Film Disruptors, alexstoltz.com, where you can download today's show notes, sign up for updates, and reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. And now I'm going to hand you over to Stefan Patineau. So I began today's conversation by asking Stefan about the new research released by Slated, which essentially suggests that a film's success in terms of finances, critical acclaim, and even Oscar nominations it receives is highly predictable at a script stage. I started the conversation by asking Stefan why Slated carried out this research and how he interprets the results. So I think first, just sort of go back to 50,000 foot level. Hmm. Why is Slated even doing this type of research? As you mentioned, we, we, um, we are trying to creatively disrupt uh, the film industry's process of getting films made, but not disrupt in the negative sense of making it worse. We're trying to actually make it infinitely easier for people to get their movies made. And the way to do that first is to create a well-lit marketplace uh, online. Uh, so much the same way that everyone shops on Amazon, at least in the US, and it's very easy to go and search and browse and find products and look at their reviews and just sort of pick the top scoring TV set or book. Um, we've done the same thing for the film industry. So we've created this sort of well-lit marketplace called Slated uh, with got close to 10,000 films listed on the platform and 40,000 members and everybody's on there listing their movies, attaching to movies and trying to finance their films. And all of this system that we've really helped, uh, that we've created to help simplify making movies required us to also have a scoring system. So again, just like Amazon reviews and scores, there are reviews and scores for the people you're working with in the film industry, the films you're getting involved with, and we break every project down by the strength of their team, strength of their script, and the strength of their financial projections. And it's taking all of that data that we amass, and that we've been amassing now for six years, and crunching it down and distilling it and seeing what insights we can gain. Because we've created this standardized script scoring methodology, we're able to compare these scores of scripts um, and see what the correlation is to their ultimate performance. And what we've been able to see is that as your script score increases, 
which really basically means your script is of higher and higher quality across a lots of different criteria that we measure, it dramatically increases your chance of being certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, which is the, the broadest critical measure of what uh, reviewers think of your film when it's released. And with that increase in correlation, so with every five point jump in your script score, you see a doubling of your likelihood of being certified fresh and i.e. critical acclaim. It also directly correlates to your chances of being nominated for an Academy Award. And it also correlates to the, the revenues and the ROI, the return on investment of your film. So they're all directly correlated. And essentially what we're saying is it's highly knowable at the script stage of your film. Now, just to clarify, it obviously takes more than just a script to make a great movie. You have to have a great team. You have to have the right size budget. You have to have the right distributor, etc. But great scripts attract great teams. So they build on each other and great teams strengthen great scripts and enhance them. So they, they really work together. And so the most important thing a filmmaker can do at the earliest stages when they're developing their script is to go and get it scored. As soon as it's scored, you know which path and which, which road you're on and how to improve it and to increase your chances of success. All right, I think I've talked the data to death, so. <laughs> well, there's a lot to unpack there. I think the, the key elements are you've got awards, You've got the critical views via the, the Rotten Tomato. I'm saying tomatoes now, Rotten Tomatoes. You've got, and then you've got return on investment. And then there's the, the, the slated, um, the slated script score. So just, I mean, I, I think most people would agree that award nominated films have critical acclaim. Um, right. So, so that, that correlation seems to be very robust. I think where you, you've got the other, the other ones, which would be great to dig into a little bit more mm-hmm. are return on investment. So that's mm-hmm. basically looking at financial performance because obvious, I mean, there's obviously different ways to, to be successful in the marketplace and getting Oscar nominations is one way perhaps. Yes. So there's, I think that that's, that's something which, which would be good to, to, to explore. Did you, did you look at films which had <laughs> excellent critical acclaim? Um, and did not nominate but, did, but didn't, yeah, didn't do any, didn't I any business. Did. I did. And just because I was anticipating that question, I literally put that statistic together this morning. Huh. Um, I looked at every other angle except that particular one. And what's really interesting um, is that for all films that were certified fresh, uh, but then either nominated or not nominated, there was still a there's a significant jump in ROI. Uh, so films that were certified fresh but not nominated got an ROI of three three point oh eight, slightly over three, and those that in the same group of certified fresh but did get nominated got a four point three. Mm. So effectively, great movies. At the box office, that got critical acclaim. You know, we're doing really well with our ROI, but that Oscar nomination would bump them up an extra, let's call it 35% in yeah. terms of box office performance. Now, that said, I had looked before at the, the impact of being certified fresh and not being certified fresh. And that, uh, perf- that boost in performance is even greater. Yeah. So let's just, you know, understand why that is. So first off, when movies are released, the first thing they're going to get is a Rotten Tomato score because movies are often released, you know, a full year before uh, the Oscar nominations. So the first time an audience is ever um, impacted by a review and it's at the point of making a purchase decision, 
It's with Rotten Tomatoes on their app as they're going to the movie theater. And there, uh, movies that were not certified fresh had an average ROI of two. And those who were certified fresh and have an average ROI of 3.8. So nearly double, okay, nearly 100%. So basically, uh, you know, somewhere around 90% higher performance for, for being certified fresh. And just to clarify, Steph, the, the ROI calculation obviously it's not possible or legal to go under the uh the financial uh hood i suppose or, or bonnet again if we're, if we're in in the uk and to understand how all the deals are put together how all the financing is structured on every movie so you're you've come up with a a shorthand yes we have a we have a rule of thumb uh, because first of all, you know, when a movie's made and investors have invested in it, often they're selling out their movie to a distributor and getting paid off basically before the movie's ever released. So often there's a lot of different transactions occurring before movies release. And so we can't really know what deal terms an investor struck and therefore what returns they got in particular. So what we look at is the return on investment for the film overall. Mm-hmm. So we look at the budget of the movie overall. We look at the PNA or the marketing spend of releasing that film. We look at the overall soft money, the tax credits and government grants that were given to those films. We deduct uh, all of the costs associated to releasing the film so that you can get a net return to the film. That is the ROI. Uh, once that movie money's come back to the movie, who knows where you sit in the waterfall and whether you struck a good deal for yourself. But at least we can know, did this movie make its money back? Mm-hmm. And so that is the, the ROI we're using. You're listening to Film Disruptors in conversation with Stefan Patineau. And in this section, Stefan explains what investors are looking for when they come to Slated and how Slated can help investors and storytellers make more informed, smarter decisions. and critical acclaim should not be dirty words. They are essential words for the uh, independent film market to be healthy and sustainable. So just to, to have people understand, um, you know, Sundance is a good broad measure of the health of the independent film sector uh, and the number of films that are being made every year. And so every year there's about four to 5,000 films, feature films, feature length submitted to Sundance. And of those, there's only about 120 that get in. And of those 120, there's maybe 50 to 75% of them that get distribution deals. And of those, there's only a small fraction that ever make money. So essentially, and and the the, the other research has shown that that the average film budget is about a million dollars. So effectively, there's four to five billion dollars a year being spent on those four to five thousand independent feature films every year. And in aggregate, those films are making back about a billion. So 80% of the money going into independent film is being lost. And those investors are not coming back. Hmm. So to the extent that, you know, our listeners want to make, just, just want to make a great movie and they want to be able to do that frequently. Well, you need those investors. You need them to make money and to come back. So for the sake of the entire industry, we need there to be more winners than losers. And what I'm really pointing out is as long as there are way more losing films, films that never get released, or if they get released, get terrible reviews, as I pointed out from the data, bad reviews leads to bad financial performance, well, then we're all in trouble. So the goal with Slated at a very broad level has been 
let's make the film industry healthy and sustainable. So let's make it that so that investors have a real shot at finding the films that have a real shot. And to be able to find films that have a real shot, I mean, you, Alex, know this as well as I do, that every filmmaker believes they have an amazing movie. 100% of filmmakers say, you got to read my script. It's amazing. And I'm going to make an amazing movie. And what they mean by that can range from it's going to win Academy Awards to I don't care about Academy Awards, but it's just going to do great. And people are going to love it. And it's going to find its audience. And the problem is, is that 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 hyperbole is is usually delusional because uh, the statistics show that that's just not the case. You know, there's a there's a 90% chance your movie is not great. And it doesn't mean it can't be great. But for it to be great, you first need to have an objective measure of how good is the script? How experienced is the team? Uh, how reasonable is the budget? All of those factors are going to determine whether you have a great movie or you're being delusional. And so to to get those objective measures required us as a, as a marketplace to become hard-nosed and say, okay, we've got to develop trustworthy metrics that can objectively be validated. So, right, so everything we've done, all the scoring systems we've done, all the research we've done, Alex, has been published. We put it out there so that the rest of the world can look at it and go, you know what? I, I get what these guys are doing. I actually understand the scoring system. And it's no longer a mystery to me uh, what's going on with my movie or why uh, some producer uh, isn't returning my call or why some actor doesn't want to get involved because I can now see why. And Slated is giving me the data and the analysis to help me understand why and how to improve it, right? So there, there's nothing worse than just telling a filmmaker your movie stinks. The next better thing is to tell them exactly in what way it stinks and in exactly in what ways it may be good. But if you give them enough detail on why it's not great, and you give them that detail and you make it, uh, you put it in a language that's understandable. So whenever we do our analyses, we provide like, you know, 13 pages of analysis of written reports by our readers in a easy to understand, non-insulting, uh, verbiage so that the, the, the screenwriter or the producer isn't threatened by it, isn't insulted by it, but instead they can take action and start to address it. Uh, and so, yeah, it's a very uh, ob objective, or as, uh, as objective as possible, um, the, the approach. And I think it's, it's really interesting because your, your background, <laughs> just talk about, uh, to talk about you uh, just for a moment is obviously from the tech industry where you, you were, uh, you were quite su successful. I mean, I, uh, or very successful. In fact, Steph, I don't want to embarrass you and um, I know you're a very <laughs> humble person, but I have, um, I did, I did do my research and I, I recently, I recently did look at your, um, your, your, Excellent book, a very public offering, which was a roller coaster ride through the internet revolution. And, uh, but, uh, and I won't, uh, and as I say, I won't, <laughs> I don't want to embarrass you by going into, into that exciting story, which I, uh, I would recommend people to, to check it out. But it's, it seems to me that you, your background from, from that side of the business coming into the, the film industry is all the heart of slated, right? It's trying to bring that kind of, data-driven approach to the murky world of movies. Yeah. And I mean, before we bore the audience with, you know, data and numbers and that that's what is my driving force, the, at, at a base level, um, 
you know, my first company that I built was a one of the first social networking sites. So Facebook in the 90s, just sort of imagine. Um, social networking and the need to easily connect with the right people is been my driving force for 20 plus years. Um, so I have been looking at how can the film industry, because I happen to have a love of movies, I've been you know watching movies since I was a little kid and they affected me deeply and inspired me uh, to the extent that I've leapt into the film industry. But I was trying to figure out how could one leverage now the concepts of social networking to help improve the film industry and help people connect with the right people faster and make better movies. Because at the end of the day, I love movies. I just want to go watch better and better movies. And I, I'm sure everyone has gone and seen movies and have been disappointed by them, especially the bigger the budgets, the more frequently they bomb. And so we all wonder, like, God, if instead of putting $100 million before that blockbuster, you know, you could have made 50 great small independent movies. Well, that type of thinking is what drove uh, the creating of Slated. And so first and foremost, it was like, how do you create this environment where it's a level playing field so that anyone in the world can participate in the film industry? You don't have to live in Los Angeles and be really well connected. So first it was like, okay, let's create a site that's as accessible and easy to navigate as it is going onto Amazon to shop around and look for a book or, a, you know, a, a TV monitor or whatever. Um, and then it's okay. Well, now that you can easily find everybody and find thousands of projects to get involved with, how do you figure out which ones are the good ones? How do I figure out who I should work with and who's experienced enough and how do I know what project really has a good script? Because everybody thinks they have a good script, right? But you don't have time to go read 10,000 scripts. And so, again, we sort of looked at many, many sites and business models out there. But Amazon, again, really has done a great job of rating and ranking every product they sell, right? Nobody goes and buys a TV if it scores low. Um, and nobody buys a book if it has terrible scores, except for maybe Fifty Shades of Grey. But the, the idea here is we've got to make movies um, that are unquestionably good. And if you're going to go spend three years of your life putting a movie together, then you better be sure that you're heading down the right path with the right team and that the script is being built up to be a great script. And if you're going to raise a few million dollars from investors – and believe me, investors, they don't know good material from bad material because investors usually have been busy building their own careers and are experts in different areas. They're not experts at film, but they often think they are because they watch movies, right? But watching movies and having taste doesn't necessarily mean you know how to appraise a great investment opportunity. So we've taken what is a very pure idea, right? Help filmmakers make great movies and get those movies out there uh, down to, well, how do you do that? The mechanics of it. And that led us to having to build scoring systems, right? Where we score people, we score scripts, we score financial prospects. And it all sounds very dry and boring. Um, but the reality is, is everyone gets scored already in the industry. Right. It's just that it's done automatically and intuitively in people's minds. Mm. Right. When you meet with someone and you look at their resume and you know what movies they've made or haven't made, you immediately have a gut feeling about the prospects of this person. And we, we uh, have found ways to reverse engineer what goes on in people's minds and turn it into something that's more helpful to a filmmaker. 
right? You can see the score of a person based on their experience level, based on their commercial success, based on the number of awards, awards they've won. And that helps demystify the film industry. It makes it dead easy for you to figure out who you should work with or if the material is good enough. Yeah, you're trying, you're trying to find a create a, a, a level playing field or, or playing field exactly. where people can understand the variable strengths of or comparable strengths of different projects. So, yeah, and I've, you've broken it apart, you know, really clearly. It's it's the creative aspects, and then it's the team aspect, such a yep. such a critical part when you're putting together a, a, uh, a any any film. And then is it the financing, which is the third? The yeah, then it's the, then, it, then it's the financial scoring system, yes. which analyzes your budget. It analyzes your genre. It analyzes your team. It analyzes your script and, uh, and a whole bunch of other variables, uh, you know, from soft money uh, to keywords tied to your film. And it's then does this real time statistical analysis against every single film ever released since the mid 80s, uh, weighted predominantly to films that were more recently weighted uh, released. And the idea there is to simply show you statistical likelihood of how films like yours perform. Uh, and so it gives you a really good assessment of whether your film is the type of film that can make $100 million or $10 million or $1 million. Uh, obviously, it's much more granular than that, but it gives you a good sense. And, and then so based on that, it also says, well, so, you know, if your film can really only make a million, you shouldn't make it for 10. You should make it for less than a million. Mm. Um, and then based on your team, if your team was stronger, here's how much more money you could make. Or if your script was stronger, here's how much more money you could make. Uh, or if you released your movie at a particular time of the year, here's how much more money you could make. Or if your marketing budget was X, Y, or Z, here's how much you could make. So the idea is, is to give you the best insights into how your film can perform. It's essentially doing an objective business plan for you. Yeah. So that as a filmmaker, you can just focus on what you're best at, creating a great film. Uh, and we can help you create the best business plan to convince the, the right investors. You're listening to Film Disruptors in conversation with Stefan Patineau. And in this final section, Stefan explains how Slated can benefit the emerging filmmaker. Well, I think it's the first step to, you know, graduating from the theoretical concept of making a movie to the actual real process of, of bringing it to fruition, right? You're going to have to interact with the industry and the industries on our platform. And the good news is you can keep your project hidden along the way until you feel ready to reveal it. So there's no fear. You can set up your profile, join the community, start networking, list your film. By default, it's hidden. And as soon as you feel satisfied with your script score, um, as soon as you feel satisfied with uh, members of your team, you can reveal your film to the world at that point. Mm -hmm. And then you'll discover that everybody's still busy doing their own thing and they're not all going to jump all over your film and they're not all just sitting there waiting to criticize you. That, in fact, you're then going to have to hustle. So even once your film is visible, you're going to realize oh my God, you actually have to still go and work it really hard and get people's attention and push and push and push. And thank God Slated has made it so easy to network and find these people, mm. right? You no longer just have to hope to run into them at con or, uh, you know, on, on some trip or in some dinner meeting, which, you know, can take years for mm. those type of meetings to happen. Yeah. You've created the, um, 
the network or the, uh, the a more yep. a more level playing field where people can right. reach out and, and improve their project. Steph, one more question. Um, sure. And you're not allowed to answer join slated to, to this question. Uh, sure. what is, what is your advice to emerging filmmakers or emerging storytellers? What, 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 what advice would you give someone in that situation? Just, just starting out thinking, okay, I, I, I've got a vision. Where do I go next? Well, so I, I think the first thing is do as much research as you can online. Uh, when I started off as a, as a producer, you could barely find anything online except the internet movie database, right? Which was not very useful. Just looking up favorite movies. So do your research online. There are tons of sites, not just slated that can help you, um, network, uh, see what else people are putting out there, uh, see how things are rated and ranked. So you need to get a sense of what is working and what exists and so there's a lot of tools, I mean, including the site, uh, no film school, which is a great place to go and read. Uh, there's a lot of knowledge being shared and articles being written for people who never had formal training in film school. But the idea is there's a tremendous amount of learning you need to do before you start fundraising. Okay. Before you start telling everybody, you've got the greatest idea in the world, do your homework, do your research. Mm-hmm. That would really be my first bit of yeah. advice. Uh, I don't know if that was too broad. But. No, no, I think that's great advice. I think that's that's not actually advice that often here. Um, doing that desk research uh, can be so well. You you have you have so much data now available and so much um, information out there that yeah, it makes complete sense. And I think that's very sound advice. Yeah, and you can also, by the way, I mean, so, so those resources that are available are great at helping you test out your idea. So whether it be uh, you, you put an online pitch somewhere or whether you do a, uh, a, a short film, right? So if you're the one who's actually a storyteller and you in particular feel like you have a story you need to tell, create the short film version of it, right? Maybe go crowdfund it. Uh, at a minimum, you know, get your family and friends to come and contribute and support you because if none of them are willing to do that, then maybe you need to change project. But there's so many ways now for you uh, on, on a short time scale and with minimal effort to gauge the potential interest in what you're doing. Do that, right? Don't just shoot for the moon with a big fat feature that needs lots of money without you having done as much research as you can first, you know, with, with little resources. That's, that's great advice. And, and just because you mentioned it opens up a, just an interesting question. Slated is compatible with crowdfunding. There's no, there's no issue. You can run a crowdfunding campaign and still participate in Slated. Absolutely. Good. Yeah. So crowdfunding is where you obviously go to just sort of get the, you know, impulse donors to support you. And Slated is where you go to get validation from professionals, uh, from the people that can help you make the movie and the, the people that can write the big check and are looking for an actual uh, financial return. So you, you, you can use them both. You can use one before the other, Generally, it's better to have done some crowdfunding before you go and meet with all the professionals. But if not, you can jump to meeting straight with the professionals. Great. Okay. Well, thanks so much. Uh, and um, Stefan, how, how do people find you and the research? Is that all on slated.com? Yeah, so we publish everything. Um, we have a, an education series uh, and blog called Filmonomics, uh, which, you can, which is linked straight from Slated. Uh, and we publish everything you need to know there, the best practices. We have videos. We, we might eventually have our own podcast. I mean, we, there's so many different things we're going to be doing to help 
further educate. But otherwise, we try to make Slated itself as intuitive as possible to teach you all these steps. So even if you don't want to go and read it and learn it, you can still experience it. Great. Steph, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. If you'd like to find out more, check out the home of Film Disruptors, alexstoltz.com, where you can download today's show notes, sign up for updates, and get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening, and look forward to seeing you again soon. <laughs>